this is Killer Physiology. I am Haley. And I'm Wes. Join us this week as we dive into the killer physiology of the human body. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, we are excited to be having our very first guest. Yes, we'd like to welcome Krista to the podcast. Krista is a certified clinical exercise physiologist with lots of experience in the field. And Wes and I have been grateful to be able to work with her in school and in the professional field as well. Hello, everyone. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming on. We're excited. I don't know. It's weird for us. very first person to interview. This is my very first podcast interview ever. I've listened to a ton. And I was like, yeah, I could do it. But I'm on when I'm like, I don't know. I'm scared. Uh, Yeah, that's like me and Haley when we first, I don't know, when we first started this, it was, I don't know. I felt like major imposter syndrome of like talking about things, you know, definitely. It's funny. So I went to grad school with you, Krista, and Haley, I think used to work with you, but like, yep. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what got you to where you're at now? Yeah. So I did go to grad school with Wes. Um, We both went to Delaware. I had never left Delaware. I went (laughs) to Delaware for undergrad um and then went straight into grad school like nine days after my undergrad graduation so that was a nice transition (laughs) um then a year later graduated got a job in the field um and then two years later left the field into doing something a little bit different and here we are but still trying to be very involved in the CEP field because as we all know it needs a lot of support and yeah trying to get it to grow because that's where it's lacking Agreed. Definitely. And you need good people in it for sure. Yeah. And that's been the hard part too. Not a lot of people even know about it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Seriously. You try to talk to somebody about what an exercise physiologist is and they're like, so good you're luck. a physical therapist? I'm yeah. Like, no. I remember uh, when I like first posted on Facebook, like mm-hmm. when I got into the program, I was like, next chapter, whatever. Yeah. One of my like family friends commented, so you can rehab my shoulder. Oh, God. <laughs> I was yeah, like, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. I know when I when I told my parents, I was like, I'm going to go back to grad school and, and, you know, change paths a little bit. They were like, what are you going to school for? They're like, you, you know, like, what is this? And I was like, it's a it's a field of study. It's, it's important. something I promise. <laughs> I swear it's real. I'm studying science. I promise. I promise Do it's a real. Quick Google search and you'll find it. Yeah. It's yeah. a tough field. It's a tough field to work in and educate people on and just understand exactly what you do. I think sometimes I think Wes and I talked about this in the past that even your job descriptions from each job that you work, you're scope of practice changes drastically Mm -hmm. anyways so it's like you don't even like as like us as eps we still have huge differences in scopes of practices just depending on where you work so it's not even consistent for us either yeah i worked at two different hospitals while i was a cep and the one that i worked at with haley we had so much responsibility and our scope of practice Mm -hmm. was huge like we could do anything and everything for our patients and then the second hospital that I went to a little bit smaller hospital but Mm -hmm. the way they kind of ran their program was very much like based on 30 years ago Uh, Mm oh yeah the descriptions is for and mainly just like nurses ran it even though there was a exercise physiologist lead yeah 
she didn't even have the roles and responsibilities that the nurses could have, which was a little bit backwards in my mind. And I was working at both hospitals at the same time and going from one to the other was almost like depressing. Yeah. Smaller hospital. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't feel like I'm making a difference. I'm not doing everything that I can for these patients. Meanwhile, the nurses aren't really grateful to be there. I don't want, I like hate to say that, but it was a lot of nurses that this was their retirement job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a common trend. (laughs) An easy job to go with bedside nursing. Whereas we got our master's in this, we are trained for this, for these emergency situations. Meanwhile, we have these nurses that rarely get up from behind the desk that are just like here to retire. And it was just a weird, like contradiction of roles going from one job to the other, which I, one of the reasons why I specifically left that hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't blame you. I, yeah. My, I don't know. I worked at, at a cardiac rehab for the past two years before like coming to my new job. And it was like a weird blend of that. Like we had, we had some people, it was like very, we had a lot of EPs. Our manager was an EP. And, but then we also had, nurses where like you said it's like kind of like okay this is my retirement job I've been in cardiac rehab for I don't know some one was like there for like almost 30 years and was very much stuck in that same mentality and it was just like a constant battle of things yeah Haley we got lucky where we with the nurses their heart and souls were cardiac rehab they could beat me running across the gym if they wanted to like very easily yeah Yeah, Wes the people that we worked with they were incredible and they taught me so much especially the nurses and they were so kind and thoughtful and so incredibly knowledgeable Mm -hmm. I learned so much I was I was there for a short period of time but I learned so much and I'm like I think about them a lot like we built this relationship and they were just they were they were awesome people the nurses down there were awesome so I was very grateful for that experience especially being my first job right out of grad Mm -hmm. school it was great it was good they hold a very special place in my heart because of just like how kind and welcoming they were how much they taught us and I still keep in touch with all of them because they're all just amazing humans and I love hearing about our patients too still see how they're doing but Mm -hmm. ones from the other hospital are just like not as into that world yeah I get what you mean as a CEP because you want like to be working in that job you have to want to have that relationship with those patients. And yeah. and it's just hard to see programs that aren't like that. Yeah. They're not helping your patients to their fullest ability. No, definitely. And you can tell like the people where they're like invested and then the ones that are kind of like standoffish. Um, I don't know. We had somebody that I don't, she interact interacted with the patients as much as she needed to, but like not beyond that. So like if nobody mm-hmm. needed blood pressures, nobody needed anything, she'd just kind of like stand there and like look around the room and just yeah. like, you know, vibe and like, you know, I mean, whatever, but like technically she's doing her job, but, you know, like going up and talking to people and, you know, finding out like, you know, I don't know, remembering something silly about them, like makes a big difference. I don't know. I think it's a big thing. I also think it just makes your job more enjoyable when you build those relationships with those people and you have to work with them for 36 sessions it's just Mm -hmm. it's also incredible to me how different each rehab can be across the country and how you can have such a difference in every single scenario so it's it's just a unique experience 
It is. Yeah. They're all so different. Even like, even just within Maryland, like, you know, you know, yeah. like, cause I worked Honestly. at one, you guys worked at one. And, like, it's just weird how, I don't know, just even, within the yeah. same state, it's just that much different. Yeah. Um, how is your program structured? Like, what do you mean? Like, how did they do their exercise sessions? So when I first got hired, like it was COVID. So it was a little Mm -hmm. bit different. And we had like different like pods of equipment. So like it was like a treadmill, a new step or whatever. Um, And then slowly we phased out of that and we just had like all of our equipment open. But um, they basically like entered into the department. They were assigned like a station number and like every piece of equipment was numbered and had a chair. They went, got hooked up. And then we would get their resting vitals, confirm like their EKG, and then um, basically review their exercise. Um, And they would typically be on like two to three pieces of equipment, unless like they had to stay on one particular because of orthopedic issues. Um, And we would check like a blood pressure on like whatever piece was either like their highest RPE or if they were like making a change in intensity. And that was, I mean, that was like kind of day to day, pretty much how it was. Yeah. How was, was your guys a similar or? Ours was pretty similar. We yeah. did. So during COVID, we like tried to keep as small of classes as we could, but tried to maximize our numbers as much yeah. as we could. Um, so it got to a point where we had pretty full classes yeah. And our program was pretty big. So we had like two separate gyms. Okay. It was like phase 2A, phase 2B. Mm-hmm. So we had like just completely separate groups of patients. I think each side could hold up to 12. That's wild. I want to say with COVID or it was maybe 10 with COVID. And then okay. eventually we went up to like 12 plus on each side. Wow. If we could, if we had the staff. Yeah. Uh, they would come in, get hooked up get their blood pressure um make sure ecg was on correctly yeah and then we did a 15 minute warm-up which mm-hmm. was very different from what i've seen with every other program which yeah. was cool. like it was awesome yeah i loved doing it some days it got a little daunting when you're really tired. <laughs> you're like this is <laughs> my sixth one of the day but like for <laughs> the patients it's absolutely awesome yeah we did like either free weights resistance bands or like a body bar Mm-hmm. So you would just do like some light, like calisthenics to get their heart rate up a little bit, muscles moving, then do like resistance exercises for 10 to 15 minutes. And then we would send them on their way to at least, it was just two pieces of equipment, right? Yeah. Um, And they did those two for like 15 minutes each. Mm-hmm. Or if they needed, they could take breaks like shorter and do kind of like intervals on one piece mm-hmm. and then switch to the next uh, whatever they could do pretty much and then from there we would like increase their resistance speed whatever yeah every now and then we would try to change their pieces of equipment just to yep. switch a little bit yeah um but we got a blood pressure on every piece um oxygen if we needed to and then we did a 15 minute cool down which was also oh, wow. pretty cool so we did like 10 minutes of stretching mm-hmm. or we had an educational topic for the week Okay. Like when we would be cardiac meds, pulmonary meds, like what is a heart attack? Yeah. Um, we went for cardiac surgeries. Once a month, we had the dietitians come in to go over a specific topic. And my favorite part with them was doing meditation. Yeah. That was so when cool. we, we would go on Spotify and pull up like a five to 10 minute meditation. And I loved it because after every time their blood pressures just dropped so yeah. much. Yeah. 
And it was like, it really works. <laughs> I need <laughs> yeah, to seriously. do this every day because my blood pressure is sky high. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just always interesting to see how each program yeah. programs their sessions a little bit differently. Yeah, I like I like that you guys did that. Ours, it was like you did a five minute warm up and cool down on the piece of equipment. Um, so I don't know. It was it was very much like we have the class, get the class out, get ready for the next class. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It it kind of just flowed very quickly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we we would have, I think I think like we had like one LSI system, like monitor system, and so it would could hold up to like sixteen patients and then that was usually what we had and then like we would usually sprinkle in like a couple of phase three patients into it so it was it was interesting i i have a hot take i okay. do not like lsi no no <laughs> what what do you like you like scott care better i like scott care really <laughs> i guess Why? i'm biased too i guess i'm um, leaning towards scott care as well yeah at the other hospital i work at and the one we did our internship in was lsi yeah and when you get like all the people on there, yeah. the way that it lets the ECG go like dip down into the, the other patient. Oh yeah, that's off, true. My brain would just like yeah. explode blind. <laughs> like, what am I looking at? Yeah. And they were like all color coded, like pre-diabetic, diabetic, um, heart failure, whatever, like blue, purple, green. And yeah. I was like, my ADHD like, was like too much going on. <laughs> yeah 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 and scott care is like very straight yeah. so electric line everyone is like in line i got you i i haven't used scott care in like i don't know probably at least seven years like it was like before i came to delaware because i was like prn at a cardiac rehab and they had scott care and that was the last time i used it so i may f feel the same way who knows <laughs> <laughs> we're all biased here yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember because I went from LSI at our internship to Scott yeah. Care. And as soon as I started Scott Care, I was like, this is so much nicer. I was like, why does <laughs> everyone use this? Yeah. And going back to LSI, I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, my rant on that. <laughs> I mean, it's good to hear. I don't know. I definitely am biased, but I don't know. Um, But going back to like kind of like grad school, what was how did you feel like difficulty wise for you like personally was it like did you feel like it was pretty challenging or did you feel pretty like comfortable and confident like with everything I felt a little bit of both yeah it was definitely challenging especially the first two semesters were simply just like study 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 yeah well the per whole time was like study study, study. <laughs> yeah but going into it I knew that like this is something that I want to do so mm -hmm. automatically like I was just so much more invested into it, even though it was challenging. Yeah. While in like undergrad, like chemistry and physics, it was challenging and I had no interest in it. Yeah, yes, exactly. I was just like checked out and like, it was just so hard to focus on it, to like excel in it. Yeah. But in grad school, even though it was challenging, I'm like this, I know that I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I know that this information is going to get me to where I want to go. So it was easy to put in the time and work on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Especially same with, me. with having our internships at the same time as classes, it was nice to be able to take what you learned and immediately apply it. Yeah, like, there was no disconnect in timing, which was nice. Like we learned about specific diseases and then we would go into Parkinson's clinic and it's yeah. like things connect. We learn about these medications. We see how they affect people in real life. 
in real time. And that was awesome. Like it was really hard, but just like being able to know that, okay, I'm going to be able to apply this immediately and into my job immediately when I get out of school. Like mm -hmm. it was easy to do all of that work. Yeah. Even it was super challenging. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, it was my favorite year of school by far. Yeah. Like just because I knew that I wanted to do it. Like undergrad was hard because it, you had to take so many things that yeah. like, you have no interest in. You mm -hmm. had to meet all these requirements that you're like, why? It's not going to help me with what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like to a sense, it makes sense. But then some some sense, it doesn't make sense. So. Yeah. I get what you mean. Like for me, it was it was fun because I don't know, you had to study hard, but you it was like you said, it was some stuffing. Oh, God, stuff that you were passionate about. And um, I don't know, I felt like you were ge like genuinely learning a lot of things like you were going yeah. in depth. And it was, you know, I feel like the first like summer session with no rotations was really good because we were like covering some more difficult classes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, rolling into the rotations was really good for sure. Um, I know Haley, like Haley, you and I have talked about it, like what your program is like, because you went kind of during COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, but like Chris, I know like what it was like for me, like graduating, we graduated like peak COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, and I couldn't take my like exam, my ACSM exam until like July. Yeah. Um, and it took me a while to get a job. What what was that like for you? Yeah. So because of COVID, my exam got canceled like five times. Oh my mm -hmm. god. It That's was crazy. ridiculous. Like each time oh my God. I would schedule it. It would be like the week of I got an email that oh it was canceled gosh. because COVID. That's and horrible. that happened for like two months. Wow. So it got to a point where I just stopped studying because That's horrible. Like, I don't know if it's if I'm even gonna get to take it. Yeah. So that's that before they had the option to take it online? I think towards that end of when I was finally going to actually get to take it they started doing it wow. online. yeah because I know okay. one of our classmates did it online yeah I was too sketched out to take it yeah. online though I was terrified yeah. I didn't yeah I didn't want to take mine online either I've heard horror stories that like if you something happens to your internet connection or whatever like they blame yep. you and like you have to pay for a new test whatever exactly so like yeah. I'm not going to take that risk yeah because Haley didn't you say you knew somebody that that happened to yeah, she was oh, taking yeah. it at home and like something happened and it shut down the test before she was done. And it was like, okay, that was it. And it was, and I was like, hell no, I have too no. much anxiety going yeah. into this anyways. No. I want to sit down. Plus you weren't able to have like scrap paper and I'm mm. just, I have to put all my thoughts out. So yeah. like, even when I took the exam in person, like I wrote everything out. If I wasn't able to do that, like, cause I was sitting in my own home. I don't, I don't know. It just yeah. wouldn't work for me. I would just feel like, what if they think something around me is me cheating? Like that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I swear I'm not. I'm just scared. <laughs> I'm just scared. That's funny. But yeah, it got to the point where like, I definitely did not do as well on the exam because I had kind of given up. Of course. Yeah. At that point. I was like, I don't even know. Like, what's yeah. going on? But luckily okay. I passed within like a very small margin. <laughs> Hey, you passed it though. That's what yeah. matters. Pass is a pass. <laughs> True. Um, it did kind of suck that I didn't do as well as I thought, but like sitting there pressing the submit button, I started to tear up. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, is this gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? This like sucked getting here. Yep. <laughs> but I literally was having like heart palpitations as soon as I clicked submit. I, I actually thought there. I was gonna die in the testing. Yep. <laughs> 
I yeah. sat there for like five minutes staring at the last screen before I clicked. Literally. Do yeah. I do it? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I like went through and like reviewed all the questions because I got done with like Same. some time. And then I like sat there and I just like, I don't know. Like I contemplated was like, I, life. Yeah, I contemplated <laughs> yeah. life. I think I said this like on one of our previous episodes, but I was like, I was like, I'm not super religious, but I was like, say, I was like, please let me pass. Please, God. I think I did too. Yeah. I was like, if this is the one time I'm going to ask for anything. Yeah. You work so hard. You study so hard and you finally get to it. And then you have to physically push the button to grade it. Like, oh God, it's horrible. It's the act of you pushing the button. Yeah. Sent me over the edge. Yep. I remember I told myself, I was like, Haley. If you fail, it's okay. Just I try to convince myself, like it's okay if you fail, it's okay. And then I submitted it, and it was like pass. I was like, thank God, I don't have to do this again. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, maybe I'm not meant to work in this field. You Literally. Know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not the greatest test taker to begin with, so I was yeah. like, I already know I'm not gonna pass. Yeah, you have to do it again, but it'll be fine. Yeah. So That's when so I saw that, I was like, thank Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was so relieving. and fulfilling i think agreed well and krista like i i talked to dr o like before i started this job because i was like i need to refresh on some like research things that like you just don't do in cardiac rehab and i was talking to her about that and she was like well yeah i make everything way harder than what the exam is because i want you guys to do well i was like okay well at least i feel bad (laughs) i remember our practice exams that she had us take i bombed yeah like i got 40s and 50s oh my god nowhere near passing I was like how am I gonna do this and then she said I make them way harder for you guys I was like oh okay Okay. makes me feel a little better a little bit but (laughs) great (laughs) (laughs) all right so I kind of know for me like job searching after I took the exam it took a long time because a lot of places were like messed up with COVID what was that like for you Krista um I think it took like three to four months yeah in the grand scheme of things isn't awful um at the time I was working at a winery so okay. I, well, nice. I was getting by but That's every fine. day I was searching for anything that was kind of nearby where I was because mm-hmm. money's tight and that's yeah I knew getting into the field money was going to be tight so I couldn't really afford to like move anywhere get an apartment by myself yeah um but I got it took a like regardless a while for any hospitals to reach back out to me yeah which is still happening no matter what you oh yeah yeah oh yeah um but I applied to the job that me and Haley worked at and I think it took like a month and then our boss at the time I don't know if you ever worked with Pam but Pam reached out to me called me and said you can come shadow Mm-hmm. Like one day, pick a day. I went in and shadowed and it was, I immediately knew. I was like, I want to work here. This is like the Disney world of cardiac and pulmonary rehab. Literally. Oh, nice. I love everything they do. Everyone was so nice. And then like, she offered me a job on the spot, but mm-hmm. then HR took like a month or two. Oh, wow. The offer ready. Oh gosh. So I was just sitting there waiting and that was tough. Cause I was like, I know, like I have a job. I'm just <laughs> waiting i was like did they forget yeah <laughs> yeah what's happening well but it eventually came in and i eventually got a job which was nice um <laughs> but as we all know pay's not great yeah. no so like you finally got your big girl big boy job but 
it didn't really pay off compared to yeah. what the yeah, it was tough. was, but being able to do the job and do it well from our training in grad school felt good. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm an actual adult now. Like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's just, as we all know, the money part was hard, but yeah, yeah. it eventually came to that I got a job. So like I got what I wanted to do and that yeah. was, was that. <laughs> I get it though. It's, it, it's a drawn out process. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes like just recruitment process gets messed up. Like when I, I applied for, I took, I didn't get my job until February, the following, like the following year. Yeah, I remember. Didn't you say, like HR kind of let you fall through the cracks. Yep. Like, it was weird. Oh God, yeah. Like I, I applied in the, in November and like I, my, well, this is like, a good thing, not good thing, but somebody I know like worked at the hospital and was like, Hey, like I'm cleaning up old job postings. They never filled this. And like your application is just like in limbo. Like, are you, do you still want to like be considered? And oh I was gosh. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I applied. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then the ma- like some kind of response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And the manager was like, he was like, literally my requirements were like either have a master's or have the certification. And he was like, you had both. So I don't know why I didn't get passed along. And I was like, yeah, because I could have been working for you since oh my like God. December. Okay. That's one thing I learned working at our hospital that, which makes no sense sometimes, like, especially for smaller departments, like the cardiac rehab department, some of those applications should just get sent right to the director instead yeah. of HR because yeah. HR doesn't know what to look for. No specific requirements like having a master's in this specific degree, yeah. having the ACSM CEP. Like so many people just get looked over because HR thinks, oh, you need a physical therapy degree or whatever. yeah, yeah. That's it's wild. A- no. All right. Um, is there anything that's really surprised you like about the field or working or school, anything like that? What surprised me the most going into my first job was phase one. Oh, yeah. Cardiac rehab. Um, in school, we didn't really get that at all. Like mm-hmm. we learned about it in the classroom. We went into the hospital. I think we went one day to observe. Yeah, I went once. <laughs> yeah, I went once too. And it was like a three hour thing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not an all day thing. No. Um, and it was very brief. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of it going into my first job. It was very phase one heavy, which uh-huh. ended up being awesome. And it ended up being like the thing that I love the most. Mm-hmm. About it. But going into it was so nerve wracking. And I felt like I had absolutely no clue what I was doing, especially Same. working with these nurses that have been bedside nurses for 30, 40 years. And they yeah. every single thing there is to know about working with an acute care patient. Um, so our phase one, you would go into the day, Haley talked about this before, like you make your list, figure yeah. out who you need to be seen, who was um, status post cabbage, MI, TAVR, AVR, MBR, whatever it be, yeah. what you need to do, whether it be exercising, discharge instructions, range of motion, anything you needed to do with them. And then you had to look at their history. Um their post-op records just to make sure everything's going okay see what medications they're on currently anything else that may be going on for example if they don't have a leg that's important to know you have to yeah. <laughs> I remember I went into a patient's room once and I could not for the life of me 
I could not find anywhere that they were missing a leg. Went mm-hmm. in there, they didn't have a leg. I was like, all right, oh my, my gosh, a little that's bit great. different. Yeah, yeah, that's great. This would have been nice to know, like somewhere in bold on their medical record. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had the same thing one time. Well, not the same thing, but similar. I went in and our phase one was different. Like I talked about that. It was just kind of like education based. I went in and there was nowhere noted in the guy's, the guy's chart. And I went in and he had had a stroke overnight and, but like, wasn't like physically affected, but like was super agitated, didn't know where he was. And he threatened to haunt me if I didn't break him out of the hospital. (laughs) And, and like, it was an older individual. Oh, I was like, I was like, I can't like, this isn't my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, and he was like, what's your name? I'm going to bring legal action against you. If oh you my don't God. get me out of the hospital, you know? And, and then he was like, I will haunt you if you don't get me out of here. <laughs> that's a threat. Yeah, that that a threat. it was a threat. I was like, that's legit. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. God, save prayers. <laughs> and then at that point, oh. I just was like, okay, well, like I have to get out of here. Like, so I can talk to people like, you know, like I was like, what, like, what can I do? And I go out to the nurse's station and I talked to the nurse and she's like, oh yeah, like had a stroke overnight. Like he's going somewhere else. I was like, that would have been great. To yeah. know. <laughs> that is another big challenge with phase one when, um, day shift doesn't quite take over for a night shift by the time you get up there and doctors haven't done their rounds like and their mm-hmm. notes aren't updated and you're expected because in our program we are expected to hustle and like yeah. see patients as soon as we could and then we go in there and they haven't been rounded on they don't know what's going on you don't know what's going on the nurses don't know what's going on yeah and having to adapt and figure out okay put that to the end of my pile even though my pile is going to take me all eight hours long in my shift and just trying to reorganize based on you kind of have to like triage the patients in your brain based on your list yeah I remember that what you need to do like at this point do I need to go to CVICU or would it be more beneficial to go to step down first like and then you could get a call from the um what was the unit called was it like the Tavar Clinic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could get a call from the Tavar Clinic or the cardiothoracic, their like office. Mm-hmm. And then PA could be calling you to do pre-op instructions for a Tavar or an open heart. And some days it would just get to where your brain was going in a million directions. And a lot of times you were the only one up on phase one. If we were lucky and we had light classes in phase two. Sometimes they could send someone up with you to kind of help split the work, yeah. which was nice, but that was definitely the most challenging part. But I ended up learning that that's kind of what I wanted to get more into was kind of the more acute level care. Yeah. Getting more into like clinical work. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Krista, do you know right now what happens to be your dream career? Like if you can pick anything that you'd want to be, if it's different than the field that we have now, different from what you studied for. I have a lot of answers to that question. Do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, dream career. I'll take this a few different ways. If it was <laughs> our field mm-hmm. and we eventually get licensed and can make more money, I would immediately go back to doing what I was doing yeah. in the field. <laughs> um, that would be number one because I love the field. I love my job. It's just like compensation. You have to live. You have to be able to live. Yeah. yeah. The fact that I couldn't even afford to live with my parents and like make all my bills and school payments, car payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sucked. 
Um, if I if I were not in the field, I think my dream job would be an interior designer. Oh, yeah. If I could get paid well, because they often don't get paid well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do we like jobs that don't tough. get paid well? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool job. Yeah, that's a cool job. It's just so fun. Yeah, like you get fun. to be creative and decorate all day. That would be cool. Um, there's probably more to it than that, but you know. Um, and then I'm currently in the process of applying to cardiac perfusion school. Wow, that's I, cool. We'll see if. We'll see how that pans out. If I make another little career shift, um, yeah. if not, it's kind of back to square one, figuring out what I want to do next. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty cool, though. I give you credit. One of my friends, he knows somebody that went to school like for like EP and then like went to pivot it and did that. It sounds sounds like a good option. A little bit more yeah. lucrative. Uh, it's like kind of like I love being in the hospital. I liked working in the hospital that's another hot take a lot of people don't <laughs> yeah um but i do like working in a hospital agreed and, like we're all cardiac nerds like you have to be one to go into this field and like mm -hmm. you really get to be a cardiac nerd working in perfusion which that's is really cool. cool um and i got to go in and shadow a few times and which we never got to do in covid mm -hmm. we didn't get to see open heart surgeries because of covid yeah and I went in a few months ago and got to see three of them. And it was just really cool. That's awesome. That's and I was like, awesome. yeah, maybe I do want to do this. That's yeah. awesome. Good for uh, you. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Kill it. You're smart. <laughs> Very nerve-wracking. I believe in you. I know. Haley and I talk about that all the time. Like, what Like, what do we see going ourselves like doing in the future? Yeah. Like, going back to school or whatever. And I like I was texting Krista the other day about like the pot, like, you know, the interview and I like asked her how things were going. And I like said about like, you know, I still think about like, you know, PhD or something yeah. like that. Like what? I don't know. But I just I need we go it back needs and to forth be worth all the time. It. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's hard. I got that question a lot when I first started my research job a lot. Like Dr. Rose's husband. Yeah. Lauren, they all asked me, like, are you going to think about doing a PhD while you're here? And or like any other kind of education because I do get free education at UD since I work yeah. there, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. But I'm at the point where like nothing there kind of interests me right now. Yeah. I'm applying to other schools for something else. But in my job, like I pretty much only work with PhD students and kudos to them, but they all look like they hate their lives. Which I agree. <laughs> I do agree. Very tough. You're in the lab in a dark room. 10 12 hours a day working on your laptop <laughs> like reading yeah. writing doing oh, visits and like I just don't want to do that for four years sometimes it can get stretched yeah. to six years like depending on things and you only make twenty nine thousand dollars a year it's yeah, at the beginning yeah it's tough I mean the yeah. good thing is you don't go into a ton of debt yeah compared to paying for a program outright like i was telling Wes, if i get into perfusion school i'm going to go into a ton of debt yeah <laughs> pay for that. yeah but phd not as much um it's just hard and the job outlook it can either be good or bad um a lot of times people have to go into a postdoc for another yep. two years and then yeah depending on like what you want to study and what you want to do as a PI, you might have to move across the country to a school that does those specific things yeah. <laughs> or it's just, it's really hard. Or if you want to go into an industry job, I've been trying to like, Haley, you've said this so many times, you're a, um, you're big on LinkedIn, looking at jobs. 
so mm-hmm. am I every day oh, yeah. I look at what's yeah. out there and I've tried to apply to like clinical specialist jobs with like Phillips or like Atricure oh yeah and I get nothing yeah. really and all their requirements are is like bachelor's degree master's preferred healthcare experience thoracic experience or like cardiometabolic I'm like I have all of that but weird yeah and sometimes I just want to see the PhD at the end of your name yeah Yeah. but to have to do six years additional to get there is kind of tough too yeah (laughs) exactly it is Wes that's the reality of it I know I know, but, but it's hard though, because like you look at somebody like, I don't know, like our program director, Dr. O, like she like crushed it. She blew it out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she's like, I don't know, like mid thirties now, Mm -hmm. like, and like a program director, like, I mean, it's wild, but like, that's also not everybody, but like, you know. Yeah. She is special. She is. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm happy where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, definitely, if you're interested, go take a look at schools, talk to PIs. Yeah. They're always looking for students, pretty much. I mean, my PI is looking for students. So if you want to talk to her, I can give you her information. Okay. (laughs) I think the problem with EPs, I think we're just like knowledge hungry and we just want to constantly like do something new and fresh and like lead you. You can't just like settle. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing because we want to be very knowledgeable. But I always, when I talk to every, like Wes and I, like we're just hungry. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Do we get a PhD? Do we get another master's degree? Do mm-hmm. we get the certification in research? Like, yep. Yep. it's constant. And it's like, oh my God, can I just stop? Like, <laughs> I think that's kind of like our generation too. Like, yeah, we're like with how things have been going with COVID, the economy, yep. whatever, like we can't stop. Like Mm -hmm. we have to keep going to try and make more money because we're kind of, you cut this out. We're kind of fucked out here. Yeah, we are. No, no, (laughs) No, it's true. Like we can't buy houses. Survival of the fittest. We have to keep moving up if we want to like do something for our lives, which sucks, but we can't stop. That's a part of it too, is I'm like, okay, realistically, like I'm going to have to work like a long time. Like, you know, who knows? Like, retire, like yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, what is a realistic option of like, okay, I'm in my like sixties or whatever. Like, what do I want to be doing at that point? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I've learned retirement wise working at a school and probably a government job too. Your retirement fund grows so much more in those settings versus a hospital setting. Yeah. yeah. I was in the hospital, I think in my retirement account, I got like a thousand dollars. At this point, I have like eight thousand dollars. Yeah. At UD for a little over a year, the same amount of time. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I'm like, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. I'm no. like, how is but if I leave and go to hospital to a hospital again, I'm like, will I be able to retire? <laughs> yeah, exactly that's what Wes and I talk about yeah. like, we have to work here for so long to get a pension and it's like right. yeah. hold it out like we could do it like yep. you're like oh, to gosh. get some of your loans forgiven like at yeah. the hospital you needed to be there for 10 years to get yeah. it forgiven which I think Blair's trying to do I know yeah no, I, I do remember crazy. that I'm like I don't think I could do that heck no, no. that's yeah and that's about, like even thinking about being at my job for over a year I'm like that's a long time for me <laughs> I've stuck it out that long <laughs> That's how I feel. So yeah, I think it was like, I don't know, yesterday, Haley was like, I don't, Wes, how are you like at your last job for like two years? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I I think I hit my one year on this current job. I was like, whoa. 
once I oh hit boy. a year, I'm like, okay, time to move on. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, like what's whoa. That's funny. Yeah. All right. I think we have one more question to end this off. And we want to keep this question. And when we continue to interview more people, we want this mm-hmm. to be like our main question of the podcast. So Krista, what is your like one physiology fact that like blew you away or like inspired you or you thought was just like so freaking cool, either learning from school and undergrad, grad school or in your career? Okay, I have a couple of answers for this. Let's hear it. Because I didn't know what was a good answer. <laughs> They're all good, probably. Anything's fine. So I did a quick Google search of physiology facts. And this <laughs> one is just was just really interesting to me. So your heart, I don't know if you guys knew this, but your heart pumps enough blood in a year to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Wow. Which that's I thought wild. was really cool. That's yeah, insane. That's cool. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, it's going to be my like little trivia fact from now on (laughs) (laughs) but something I also thought was just kind of like mind-blowing like going into school and going into rehab was the amount of time people would wait or like healthcare workers would wait to Mm. have a patient move post-op oh yeah I did some research on it just to like get more information on it they would have patients like post mi in bed rest for up to like six to eight weeks really movement at all yeah when you think about all of our education and like how far research has come yeah that like you need to get out of bed within the first 24 hours if possible they weren't moving for six to eight weeks that's insane insane like you think about it the heart needs to pump blood that is its job Yep. Yeah. If you're in bed for six to eight weeks, your heart's not really doing its job. Mm-hmm. Like it's doing its job, but it's not like being worked. The bare yeah. minimum. That, like that's the whole point of the field. You need to exercise your heart. Yep. And we, they just weren't doing it. Yeah. That's insane. Not to mention and like I, all the muscle atrophy you have yeah. like, just from laying around. Like everything is just going downhill after they just saved you from a heart attack. Yeah. You're just yeah. deteriorating again. But while I was researching, I saw a story that was like, in 1775, I don't know if it's true or not, since <laughs> it was so long ago, we don't know. This guy saw improvement with like his health working in the woods for a half hour every day, as compared to not. And when you think about it now, it's like, yeah, you're yeah. getting up and moving yep. your muscles, your heart's moving. And the fact that it was like up until the 1970s, that's 60s, 70s, that's when they started implementing like wow ambulation post-surgery within a day to three days yeah like it's recent it's within the that last is recent that's scary that's like people we know who could have yeah. been suffering from something like yep. that and yep. didn't get proper recovery yeah, yeah. it's that's insane. very recent which yeah. was mind-blowing so like every time i would go into phase one i'm like all right if i don't exercise these patients it could be detrimental to them like oh, yeah. yeah it has an effect on their quality of life after if they're stuck in bed for like four days longer than they should be yep. mm-hmm. it was just crazy to know that like that little movement of even if it's just range of motion having them sit up or get into their chair yep. is helpful like it works their heart works their muscles and it even does. though they don't like it and a lot of times they fought against it like <laughs> yep. Yep. lots of fights <laughs> a lot more helpful than it is not yeah sorry about that you're good I, I don't know i don't know i think I think like I'm really interested to see what like cardiac rehab or whatever looks like as you have like 
younger generations like filtering mm-hmm. into it yeah. where like working out it was more commonplace because i think that sometimes sometimes is like half the battle is like i mean like you sometimes have like older women that come in and they're like i've never been in the gym a day in my life and then you mm-hmm. have like the stereotypical men who are like oh i've worked out worked my whole life i don't yeah. work out like you yeah. know i'm retired now i don't want to do anything and I think like, obviously we're not at the point of going to cardiac rehab yet. Knock on wood. When we but, get like, there. <laughs> but like, you know, when you have like, maybe, maybe like the 40, 50 year olds now, like starting to go in and, and, you know, I think it would be interesting as like the population changes a little bit. That'd be cool. I, I think know. we're at a big turning point for like those generations where we've learned what you need to do to be healthy, decrease your risk for comorbidities. Yeah, like we're gonna start to see as we get older, probably less people going. Well, yeah. to begin with, there's not a lot of people that go to cardiac rehab. Yeah, yeah, like only thirty percent of people that qualify go. Yeah, that's scary. So I'm hoping to begin with that number increases, but in general, the population, hopefully in the future, will need it less because like we now have the education mm-hmm. and we know that we need to do these things to exactly. decrease that risk, but we also like a lot of people don't listen to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a challenge. No, it's unique. It's unique to see where we'll be. Yeah. Also just research wise, like you said, how much we've come just from the mm-hmm. 1970s, which what we know, like what's going to happen when we're older, we might be doing something now where we're like, oh my God, I cannot believe we've been right. doing this for yeah. so long. Yeah. So that's why I really do enjoy my job now, just like the whole research base, trying to find all this evidence and collecting all this data that might help us lead to answers that we don't necessarily know yet. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Exactly. I'm excited for the field. I hope. Yeah. I hope in the next, within the next 10 years, like the government and everyone kind of realizes what we do Yeah. in in regards to healthcare and how we help hospitals decrease costs and Mm -hmm. help patients live longer and all that good stuff, because that needs to be more widely done. Yeah, it does. I don't know. It's, I don't know. We learned a lot about like budget stuff at my like last job like it, basically like our manager was like willing to teach you if you wanted to learn and it was like it's just wild the amount of like money that an ep saves the hospital like yeah. versus like other positions which like again is a bit of the problem is like we're so underpaid so we save mm-hmm. you a ton of money but it's like i mean we're, you know <laughs> we're a valued position in healthcare it's just people don't know enough about it <clears throat> all right so Krista, I really appreciate taking the time to speak with yes. us today. It was awesome to see that you. Was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see you guys. It's been literally so long. A very long time. Yeah, it's been, I don't know, like three years. I, I haven't know. seen you in a long time. It feels <laughs> like <God. yesterday>, though. <laughs> yeah. It like it doesn't feel that long, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even longer because we stopped. I mean, we stopped yeah. because of COVID. It was weird. We stopped in like March. Yeah, wow. and then we and then we did classes. And then we never from saw home. each other again. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, it was like randomly on a Sunday. They were like, "Don't yeah. come, don't come to classes Monday." And that then they were it. like, "Actually, and we're stopping everything." Girl. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool." Like you're pretty Aww. much graduated from here. Yeah, mom, it's weird. But yeah, we really appreciate coming on the podcast, and yeah, you know, always open to return people coming back on. So you ever find something you want to talk about again in the future we'd love to oh, have yeah. you back yeah thanks for having me I love chatting about this stuff it's awesome to talk to you guys and like just about the field in general and jobs now what we're doing it's so much fun it is fun yeah. all right well we appreciate you thank you guys I appreciate you guys <laughs> all right bye everyone bye guys bye.